0: What's up? What's up? Welcome to New York Undercover Rewind, the podcast that discusses all things related to the hit TV show, New York Undercover. As always, I'm your host, Chris Rose. And thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review. A special shout out to those of you throughout the United States and Canada who have listened to the first few episodes. I greatly appreciate the support. And to anyone listening, feel free to send me an email with your thoughts on the podcast to newyorkundercoverrewind at gmail.com. Now, in our last episode, we discussed the pilot episode of New York Undercover. That episode was filmed first, but aired as the second episode in the show's run. So let's focus on the first ever episode that aired. Series premiere was called School Ties and premiered on September 8th, 1994. The episode description... Courtesy of TVmaze.com reads Quote Manhattan police detectives JC Williams and Eddie Torres are assigned to a case dealing with a 17-year-old girl who accuses a high school football player of rape. Eddie has problems going to see his mother, who is in the hospital after six years of non-communication with each other. End quote. The episode is directed by Arthur Forney and written by Natalie Chides. Set to the sounds of LL Cool J's Around the Way Girl, the cold open features a montage of two Puerto Rican teenage girls leaving their apartment building in Harlem and traveling via subway to a party in another part of the city. With Teddy Pendergrass's closed-the-door now playing and the girls now at the party, one of the teenage girls, dressed in the pink miniskirt, approaches an African-American male teenager in a football jersey and slow dances with him. She shows him a brown bag in her pocketbook, seemingly filled with a bottle of alcohol, and they go into a bedroom, followed by other members of his football team. Cut to black. The credits then play, we go to commercial, we then get into Act 1. The first act opens with an exterior shot of the 4th precinct, where Williams, Torres, and Lieutenant Cooper work. We also see the interior set that will be used for the majority of the series. Two levels with Cooper's office upstairs and the squad room downstairs. We also learn, coincidentally, that Williams is a graduate of Franklin High School. And the school had a big football win the previous night. Now that teenage girl in the pink dress we saw in the cold open, her name is Anna. And she's played by actress Paula Garces. She arrives at the precinct with her mother to report the rape at the party the previous night. She tells the detectives that the alleged rapist and his teammates had the word bulldogs on their jerseys. Williams sighs and notes that it is the nickname for his high school alma mater. That's Franklin, he says. The detectives visit the salon where Anna's friend Sally works, and they learn two important pieces of information. Sally provides them with the jersey numbers of the football players allegedly involved or accomplices to the rape. They also learned from their police colleague that Anna definitely had intercourse. But if she got raped, quote, she got off easy, end quote. The detectives visit the Franklin football practice and tell the coach they need to speak to the accused players. quarterback and alleged rapist Dean, played by Gabriel Cassius, says to the detectives, quote, Whatever happened to that girl last night, I swear to you, she wanted it, end quote. This is the end of Act 1. Act 2 opens with the football players being put into a police lineup. While that is happening, Eddie receives a visit from his older sister, Teresa. You know, the one married to the dentist. Played by veteran actress Nancy Tickerton, Teresa tells Eddie that doctors have found a lump on their mom's breast, and it could be cancerous. She and their other siblings, Jimmy and Gloria, will visit the mom the next day at the hospital. And she wants Eddie to come as well. He agrees, but notes that he hasn't seen his mom in six years. After Anna identifies all five football players, the detectives meet with the players, along with Lieutenant Cooper, the ADA, and the lawyer representing the players. Though Torres doesn't believe the players and thinks they are lying through their teeth, Dean, the alleged rapist, once again reiterates his innocence. Quote, I just want to say I didn't rape that girl. She came on to me dancing in that little dress. It was her bottle. It was her idea to go into that room. I wish to God we hadn't done it, but I'm telling you the truth. I don't know why. That girl set us up. End quote. Upon hearing this, Torres slams a chair into the floor and Williams tells him to chill. The next scene finds the two detectives on the rooftop of the precinct, arguing about the merits of the case. Torres passionately defends the victim. Is it because she is Puerto Rican like him? Williams defends the football player and says they still need to investigate. Is it because the player is black and goes to Franklin? The montage that follows shows Torres as he walks the streets of Harlem thinking about the case, while Williams and his girlfriend, Sandy, played by Michael Michelle, discuss the case as well. Torres later follows Anna, the alleged victim, and finds her kissing a player on Franklin's rival football team. Hmm. End of Act Two. Before we continue with the recap, it's time for a trivia question. Actress Paula Garces, who plays Anna in the episode, starred as Maria in what film trilogy? The answer coming at you at the end of this episode. Now back to the show. Act 3 opens with Torres and Williams telling Cooper what they saw. Though skeptical, she reminds them that the teenage girl is still the victim until proven otherwise. That they can interview her the following day. Meanwhile, Torres receives a visit from his siblings who can't understand why he forgot to visit his mother's bedside. Eddie says he forgot and asks what the big deal is, reminding them that she kicked him out of the house, along with his father also, and never came to see Eddie graduate from the police academy. Eddie tells them he has been taking advice from them his whole life and doesn't need it anymore. The scene ends with his priest brother, Jimmy, played by Jose Zuniga, smiling at Eddie and saying, you're going to do the right thing. The following day, J.C. encourages Eddie to go and see his mom and he reminds him that he only gets one mom. Meanwhile, they approach the rape victim, Anna, and ask why she didn't tell them her boyfriend Juan plays for the opposing football team. She says she didn't know the guys are from Franklin and still lays the blame on the Franklin guys. They conveniently notice Anna's baby brother sitting on the front stoop rocking expensive sneakers and wonder where she got the cash from. Pay for them. Enter Slick Rick. Eddie's informant who we met in the pilot episode. This time he is hawking illegal merchandise off the back of a truck. He tells them that Santo Domingo, the owner of the salon where Anna's friend Sally works, has been working as a bookie and placing bets on the upcoming Franklin game. They report their findings to Cooper, but she tells them they're too late. The Franklin quarterback has just copped a plea. End of Act 3. Act 4 begins with the Franklin quarterback, Dean, planning to cop a plea. But the detectives tell him, his counsel, and the ADA that they believe that he did not rape Anna and that they just need a little bit more time to investigate. The ADA agrees to delay sentencing for an additional day or he will be arraigned. Cooper and the detectives discuss ways they can get Anna to tell the truth and finally agree on Cooper posing as a tabloid reporter. Before that, they approach Anna's boyfriend, Juan, played by Fernando Lopez, to figure out what he knows and his involvement. They tell him that evidence shows she was not raped and he needs to cooperate. He agrees to cooperate, is granted immunity, and they and Cooper provide him a script to read when he calls Anna and tells them about the tabloid reporter. They agree to meet at 5 p.m. at Madison Heights. Cooper, pretending to be tabloid reporter Nadie Spellman, meets with Juan and Ana at the field. Ana confesses and says she cut here at the beauty salon and needing money to support her mom. The bookie, Santo Domingo, threatened to kill her. Bookie told her to go to the party where the Franklin guys would be and then claim rape. Ana is then arrested and JC and Eddie head to the beauty salon to arrest Santo Domingo. He throws a bucket of liquid in their face and a chase ensues in the back alley. Torres and Williams scale a wall in pursuit of him. We see this scene in the opening credit sequence of the series. And they eventually cross rooftops before he's tackled by Torres on the sidewalk. Back at the station, Torres says he will talk to the judge and put in a good word for her, as long as she testifies against Santo Domingo and she had better start doing the right thing from now on. The next scene is set at Natalie's, Teddy Pendergrass performing on. Unlike in the pilot episode where the vibe at Natalie's was more of a jazz lounge, this Natalie's setup is more of a hip R&B nightclub. Eddie is there to meet with his friend. Mike tells him, of course, you should see her, and it might be the last time you can talk to her. Eddie arrives at the hospital, where his siblings are at his mom's bedside. Upon seeing Eddie arrive, his mom smiles, and Eddie approaches the bed. Fade to black. End of episode. Overall, I give this episode an A. Unlike in the pilot episode, this episode is more focused on the crime of the week. While Eddie's storyline serves as the B storyline, For the first time, you also get to see the sets for Natalie's and the Station House, and we'll continue to see these sets through the end of Season 3. Variety reviewed this episode back on September 9th, 1994, in an article written by Todd Everett. And remember, this episode served as the series premiere episode. Here's what Everett wrote in part, quote, Williams and Torres are credible characters, nicely played by Yobo and DeLorenzo. The TV reporter bit indicates that Darbonville Quinn, the show's resident Anglo and its best-known actor, won't be chained to her desk. Producers of lesser integrity will have her undercover as a go-go dancer, hooker, nightclub singer, etc. in future episodes. Soul singer Teddy Pendergrass appears first on the soundtrack as ironic juxtaposition during the quote-unquote rape scene, later in unlikely small club live appearance. Episode under Arthur Fournay's direction is elsewhere padded with foot chases and principals wandering around town to music. Natalie Chidez's script has some nice moments, including Williams' retort when asked to help pay one of Torres' snitches. I don't need informs. I've got Deanna in the psychic hotline, end quote. That was the Variety review of the premiere episode of New York Uncovered back in 1994. Now, before we go, let's go back to the trivia question I asked at the end of Act 2. Actress Paula Garces, who plays Anna in the episode, starred as Maria in what film trilogy? The answer is the Harold and Kumar series of films. Folks, that's our time for this show. I'm Chris Rose. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review us. And send me an email with your thoughts to New York Undercover, Rewind at gmail.com. Ah as <laughs>